Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today, we're going to be talking with Sarah Harmeling, CEO and founder of Homeschool Art Box. Homeschool Art Box is an all-in-the-box, no-prep-needed, just-add-the-student-ready-to-go kind of curriculum. Each box focuses on one artist per month, allowing students to go in-depth and explore the artist's painting techniques, life, and pieces of art. The Homeschool Art Box has a holistic learning approach to art, allowing your child to get a well-rounded art education and understanding of art history, art appreciation, and art creation. In this episode, Sarah shares her journey homeschooling her seven children, her inspiration in developing her cross-subject and multi-student complete art curriculum. All made simple for you, mom, the teacher, to open and go and start the experience. Topics we will be discussing are, one, educational benefits of art, two, the neurological processing benefits that only subjects like art can provide, and three, why making art a part of your child's education is not only important, but vital to helping them excel in the core subjects. Go grab your coffee, grab your tea, pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what Sarah has to say. Let's get into the podcast. And today we have CEO and founder of the Homeschool Art Box, Sarah Harmeling. Sarah, say hello to everybody and tell us one thing you think most people don't know about homeschooling. Well, thank you. It is great to be here, Bex. So thank you much for welcoming me. And when I think about homeschooling, one of the questions I often hear from people that are outside of homeschooling is, where do you get your curriculum? Does the state provide it? And um, I always tell them there is so much freedom in homeschooling. And that's one of the great advantages is we have the freedom to choose things, to match things up with our own children's needs and our specific gifts as well. So I think something that a lot of people don't understand is the really the freedom that we have as homeschoolers. And that's so true. You know, I know as a public school teacher, we don't have freedom in what we're supposed to be teaching. We only have freedom, like maybe the materials we can bring in there. But in the homeschooling community, like they legitimately have freedom in what they are going to study. Like it is so geared towards them that it's it just makes learning come more alive, that freedom to be able to be in control of your life at such a young age and being able to steward it properly and your parents showing you how to do that, that is huge. Right, right. and you know, our laws vary state by state, but most states um, are gonna give you a lot of freedom in how you choose to pursue each individual subject. Like I'm from Wisconsin, so we are of course required to have a continuous curriculum in certain subject areas. But within like the subject area of science, I can choose how I'm going to do that and what, what type of curriculum am I gonna use? Um, subjects, all, all those things within that broader category. So there's really, a lot of freedom. And when you come from that public school setting, it 
it's it's an adjustment to really grasp that the the abilities that you have to think outside of the box. I believe that the type of mindset and the way of thinking really prepares you for life because life is full of freedom that we need to steward properly. Tell us a little bit about your your homeschool art box. Like, what do you put in there? <laughs> well, yes, I have a monthly subscription box, and it is all art centered. Each box centers around a specific artist from history. And so we provide educational materials about that artist. Um, also uh, prints of that artist's work so students can appreciate the art as well. So they not only learn about the artist, they study some of their artwork. So there's art history, art appreciation. And then along with that, we have a related project. And for that project, we have full color step-by-step -step instructions and all the art supplies needed to create that related project. So our goal was really to make it easy for parents to open this up and get started on art with their kids. Um, it's meant to be open and go. Everything's there that you need. Like just turnkey right there. Boom. Yes, absolutely. So they don't need to like buy any extra stuff. Yes, everything's in the box. And that developed out of my own experience as an art teacher for our local homeschool co-op. So I have seven children. My oldest is now uh, 22. So I've been homeschooling quite a long time. And when I first started, I got started with a local co-op. And as someone who had an interest in art and had taken some of those extra art classes along the way, I naturally fell into the art teacher role, which I loved and it fit well. But as I went through that and uh, taught those kids, I found out that that was something that parents, that's what held them back from doing art in their home. Yeah. It was hard to plan. And you had to have all the supplies on hand. They weren't sure how to do it. So this was grew out of that need that I saw um, talking to parents. And so this was really meant to give you that full art curriculum, um, but just make it easy for parents. It's, it's just open and go and everything's right there. And that's actually, I was gonna ask you, like teaching art to their kids. You know what I mean? Sometimes parents have some concerns like, how am I going to teach art? Like, I don't have Absolutely. an art degree. Like, how do I even know what paper to choose or what, you know, brush to choose or type of paint? Ah, like, and like, how do I even start this? Like, where do I begin? Do I just give my kid paper? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Definitely. And that's a great thing to do too. I mean, give your kids some supplies and let them just be yeah. But, um, you know, as homeschool parents, we focus first on a lot of those core subjects like math and science and, and history and, and English. So, and, and as we should, um, but art sometimes becomes so far pushed in the background that it becomes something we skip because it is hard when you think of adding that extra art and then having to find materials and come up with some sort of lesson plan and, and not really a clear direction on how to do that. Um, it, it does, it is, uh, how do I do this? How do I fit this in? Yes. So we've really tried to make it something that if you can, you know, set aside that a little time, all you got to do is open that box and get ready. You don't, you don't have to prep anything. So it, it's, it's meant to be convenient. And I really love the fact that you do art history, like you do art history within art. 
And I have like a personal story about that. Most of my school years, I did not understand history, period, at all. I went to college and I studied science and biology. I had to take an elective <laughs> and I was like, I love art, but they didn't have like a drawing class. They only had an art history class. So I was like, okay, I'll take art history. <laughs> so I went ahead and I took art history. That was the first time I learned history. It all made sense for the first time in sure. my whole entire life. I understood why things were happening when they were happening. I was able to look at the painting and understand the lifestyle and the time period and what was happening, like Rococo and Baroque. And I mean, like all of these really became like, it, it wasn't like far-fetched anymore. Years became easy to understand and, mm -hmm. and why they picked a certain painting during the time, be it because of finances or the type of material that was available or who they were and all these, it all made sense. And in three months, I learned all the history that I could not get in all my years of high school. And you mentioned just the art history part. And I found that too, when you're looking, when you're focusing on an artist biography from history, there you can't help but intertwine what is going on around them as well. I mean, they're, they're uh, in so many ways, a product of the culture and influence in the society around them. And so that history is a part of it. So we're teaching some of those big things in history as well as the artists. And sometimes those artists are even influencing what happens after them. They're influencing the culture surrounding them. So that's really interesting. And even for older kids to really think about, like you mentioned, the, the artist worldview. Why are they painting what they're doing? What is the worldview that's going on that is um, bringing them to paint particular subjects or in a certain way. And that is interesting to follow through history as well when you see those big changes from the Renaissance um, to you know, impressionism to our modern art. Yes. There's a whole worldview that is behind that as well. Exactly, I, I can't agree with you more. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I just remember, I, I understood the difference between Monet and Monet. <laughs> it was like crazy how all these things just began, like I understood Picasso better. It was just really, mm -hmm. it really blew my mind, uh, just the understanding and even understanding in colors. Because I had painted in my Spanish class, when I, when I used to teach Spanish, I painted La Guernica on my walls, like a 15 feet by like 30 feet across. It was beautiful. I had all my wow. students do it. And I remember I was about to do it in red, yellow, the, the colors of Spain. And all of a sudden, some, someone, went, uh, I, I looked it up and I was like, for some reason, I, I, I guess I remembered. And I was like, you know, those colors right for this, for this painting, like, because those weren't the original colors. I wanted to just change it up right. a little bit. And when I looked it up, it was like, no, those are, those are colors of aggression for the war painting. I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't do it. I did it, I did it in blue. <laughs> but it was like mm -hmm. understanding the paint and all that other stuff. So I, I absolutely love art and, you know, I've always been inspired by it, but like, what was your inspiration for creating this whole curriculum? Uh, it really was uh, my experiences as that, as an art teacher, I, I saw the need. And as I was teaching years, I found how much I enjoyed starting with that artist biography. And I taught generally um, about third graders up through eighth graders most every year. And then sometimes I'd have had younger and sometimes I had older. So 
I got to really know a wide range of ages too. And I was always teaching multi-age groups. Um, and I just, I loved relating back to that artist and back to the history uh, and then bringing a project in to reinforce that. And the kids, you know, always seemed to really enjoy that too. And they would really grasp on to what they were learning. So we do some fun games at the end of the year and see what they remembered from all the artists they learned. And they did great. They, they knew, a, a, had learned a lot and experienced a lot of different media through that as well. That's awesome. Have you, like, did you notice with, um, as you were teaching the students, they had like new insights on things as they were learning? Yes, and, and comparing. So comparing artists to each other was so helpful too. When they started to, they started to learn about a particular artist and then learning about another artist, they were able to see the difference in technique, difference in uh, subject choices, um, difference in perspective, you know, some of that changes over time as well. So they, they definitely picked up on that. That's huge. That's some real critical thinking there. Like, and that's a skill that's not very easily taught. And when kids can do it organically due to what you're presenting, just to start off with, that's, that's amazing. I really do think sometimes we esteem these subjects too lightly like music mm -hmm. or art we're we're a whole being we need to use our whole brain i mean that that's what was given to us you know right. even though if you're not artistic you still have something within you that has a creative point absolutely um just recently i did a couple of presentations at some homeschool conferences and it was all about the benefits of art, uh, learning about art, and also creating art. And as I did the research as well, I was I was shocked that, that there was so much out there about many, many benefits, including you know, critical thinking. It's it's good for our um, demeanor. It, it, it decreases depression. Um, it actually helps you physically. It can reduce blood pressure and other physiological problems. Um, oh, the decision-making was interesting too, because you don't often think of that, but when you're creating a work of art, you are constantly in a decision-making process and always re-evaluating. So how, how do, where does the next line go based on what I just did? Um, what color am I going to use? How am I going to mix colors or how am I going to even put some abstract idea from my brain and get it onto paper? or even in three dimensions. So it really, there's a lot of processing and a lot of skills that are involved in creating art that we don't think about. And they're all valuable. They're extremely valuable because these are the things that they're trying to teach uh, kids in school using other subjects, reevaluation. Like I have literally been pulling my hair out. I <laughs> try to teach my students how to reevaluate their work on a regular basis. I remember one day I was painting um, in my Spanish class. I had taken my students to a museum and they would have picked out one piece of art, take a picture of it um, with no flash. I remember that no flash and bring it back to class. And I had canvases for them. They had to recreate it. And I did that with them. And I remember I forgot where I was. The bell rang and I was like, oh my gosh. Every kid was like, Oh my gosh, I get my books, you know, and because mm -hmm. we were all so invested in what we were doing and peace was so strong in the classroom. When you get involved in your artwork, almost lose track of time and lose a sense of what's going on around you. And it is a very right brained activity. 
And often our schooling is very left brain. So it does give that side of the brain that's doing so much work during our school day, a bit of a rest and it's still processing. And that's really the cool thing about our brain, you know, just because we're not thinking about something, those visual perceptual things are still happening in our brain. And there's a lot of interesting research about that too. Art is, um, it's a subject that no matter how you do in math or reading or, or science, it's, it's an equal surface all of a sudden, again, um, everybody can approach art at their, their level. And it's, it's something that anybody can do well at. So if maybe you're not a math or science person, or maybe if you're dyslexic and have trouble reading, you can, you can approach art yet and still excel in it. You don't have to have those other skills to build on. As we're wrapping up, what's the call to action? Well, our art boxes are targeted first through eighth grade. Um, but you can use them for younger kids if they're really, you know, ready for that. Uh, and I do have high schoolers that get the boxes also. And of course, they're much more independent. We provide uh, multiple student options. So if you have more than one student, we're going to make sure you have enough art supplies for all your students. We have monthly subscriptions. So each month we're centering on a different artist. We Our subscription runs September through May. Each year goes through all of art history, pre-Renaissance, Renaissance, up through modern art. And then each month we're going to pick a different artist to focus on. And each year we go through that same all of art history, but we pick and choose different artists and different projects. So if people want to know more, you can visit us at our website. It's homeschoolartbox.com. We have subscriptions starting at $38 a month for one student. We also have a new option. If you are somebody that has a lot of art supplies at home, as homeschoolers, a lot of times we do collect things and that's great too. Uh, we do have just the what we call our lesson subscription. So you get all those lesson and print materials, but you're going to have to search out a few supplies on your own. We are also on Facebook at Homeschool Art Box. Anybody can call us as well. Our, our phone number is 920-564-0133. We don't send out subscription boxes in the summer, but if anybody wants to try it during the summer, we do have individual pass boxes that are available on the website. We also have, we usually have a couple of specials going on one or two of those boxes as well. It's been really great talking with you. Is there anything you would want to leave parents as this conversation ends? Anything you want to leave with them? Big takeaway? Um, I think just coming back to that freedom, um, you know, each of Every child is different. Every parent is different. So we have that freedom to put together the best situation using our gifts, focusing on our child's gifts, and just individualizing that, um, that education, which I think brings it back to that freedom. You as a parent have the freedom to homeschool um, your child in a way that you best see fit. So I think that's, that's the exciting part about homeschooling. Yeah. And they don't have to have it all together. They got it. Already that together. is right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for just sharing your wisdom, you know, your knowledge, your expertise and your testimony um, and your life with us. Really appreciate you. You've been listening to the Homeschool Advantage podcast, where you get the scoop on all the latest vendors that fit your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. 
Also, follow me wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. You can also visit my website where the episodes will be and for my free lesson plan course, which can help you if you have different vendors and you're wondering, how do I make them all flow together? Let me help you with that. And if you're a vendor and you think you would like to be on the podcast, send me an email realedtalk at gmail.com. Leave me your name, contact, website, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for stopping in with me and I'll see you on the next time.